your host of the My Dead Dragon podcast. And as always, just know that I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. So thank you. Thank you for for being in this community with me. And I'm actually really excited to be in conversation today with my guest, Nikita. And Nikita and I connected because she was listening to the podcast. And so I just love how... Um, all of these like serendipitous things happen in the universe. And Nikita is truly a passionate lover of all things in life with a drive to explore greater possibilities of personal growth. After completing her bachelor's degree in sociology, she found herself moving to the edge of the world, literally, you clue it BC, to pursue her passion in baking and pastry. And now she's the manager and the pastry chef for the Petro Bake Shop with dreams of owning her own bakery by the ocean. And Nikita has traveled all over the world and visited places such as Japan and France and England and Ireland. And while these grand adventures were primarily for exploration, her goal is to work and travel around the world as a pastry chef, learning new and fun recipes to bring back to her bakery, Serendipitous sweets. I love that name. And uh, Nikita's motto, and she truly lives into this, is to spread an abundant amount of love and sunshine through food. And when Nikita isn't baking, she's often writing in her journal, basking in a ray of sunlight, or exploring the wilderness in her backyard, beautiful Euclid, BC. So Nikita, welcome to the show. Super, super stoked to have you as a guest and you're a listener. So you know the drill. If you could start us out by sharing your story of how you came to realize that you had this choice to make, um, to become the main character of your own life and the heroine of your story. Wow. It is. It feels really good to be here. I was like on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. It's been amazing. Such a journey. And I think that absolutely, well, Serendipitous Sweets falls right in line with, I feel like how we met you and started listening to your podcast anyways. Um, I know that we met um, first through um, Suzanne, who basically just showed me about your podcast. And then I started listening to it and fell right in love because it felt completely in alignment with wow just where I feel like my life really um, has been transforming lately but in terms of feeling well involved with like women empowerment and self-reliance but also of course like being the heroine of your own story because um, from a very young age especially um, right after my father passed away um, around the age of 12 Um, And then my mom going from basically a stay-at-home mom to right into the workforce and then having five children, it is a lot for someone to be able to take care of. So I was very familiar with the idea of, oh, sometimes there won't be a second parent or actually Mm. anyone at the house to be able to cook meals or um, sometimes pay for bills, sometimes go shopping. Mm. So all of those things kind of not necessarily fell on my plate. I think that at a young age, I absolutely chose that um, just to be able to be like, oh, well, I have a younger sister. Um, she needs to be fed and taken care of too, as well as myself. So, well, let's just um, learn how to do things because mm. I was in the kitchen already with my nanny and I've had other people who taught me a lot about it, but um essentially food has been um, a part of our family so learning about it and loving it immensely Mm. (laughs) I would want to create the best thing so I think it started with 
yeah, first grocery shopping and then learning how to cook. But after that, because of, um, of course, we all make our own choices. Um, Growing up in the house, I found it to be quite chaotic because um, my mom at the time had a very uh, abusive boyfriend during the Mm. ages of like 12 up until the age I moved out and a little bit after that as well. And it wasn't the environment that I felt that I could thrive in. And again, because I feel like I've been so supported throughout my life that I had the ability to not necessarily jump ship, but um, find a better life for myself. And I had people say, Mm. if you need a place to go, I have it. And I said, okay. And there's just been this, uh, I guess, kernel inside me that's just always been able to, to know that there's been more, always been fully supported. And now I, yeah, it's, it's fun to think about as much as I've been through, because I believe, I truly, truly believe that one life happens for us, not to us, but Mm. at the same time that everything happens for a reason. And just as there have been a number of hardships in my life, um, just as there have been a number of hardships in everyone's life, I, I believe that it happens for our growth. I believe it happens for us to learn and be able to teach ourselves, but teach others about it. And mm. that, uh, yeah, that is, <laughs> that's about the sum of it, I suppose. But absolutely, um, wow. you're so, here for it. So Nikita, I'm super curious. So, so if I'm getting this right, your, your dad passed away unexpectedly when you were 12 your mom, who has up until that point been a stay-at-home mom raising five kids, she has she's got to re-enter the workforce, and then soon and so you're kind of like, oh, here I am, I'm 12, and I got to kind of like figure it out a bit, um, and and also I would imagine the the kind of trauma of losing a parent um, at that age, and then in this situation where knowing that your mom is, you know, a trust doing the best that she can. And yet there's this person coming into your life. Who's maybe not showing up in the most skillful of ways. And so you decide to, to leave maybe earlier than most people would. And yet you have this perspective that life is happening for me. Like, did you always have that or how did you, how did you come to that? No, (laughs) absolutely not. I think that, um, a lot of times I get, Oh my goodness, Nikki, like you're so happy and bubbly. Like, where do you get it from? Do you pull it out of your butt in the morning? (laughs) No, no, it is something I've absolutely rigorously practiced. And it started from, well, again, because my father passed away so young and I was in school, I was um, fitted with a counselor at a very young age. But uh, while my sister and I went together for it, um, she ended up not wanting to continue. But I did because my counselor, Jocelyn, and I, we just connected right off the hop. She, mm. We were absolutely meant to meet each other. And um, it's come from a lot of perspective, but also from her, from the many, many podcasts and books that I've read. And also this just um, very one stubborn, (laughs) two cheeky, uh, just way of going about life or saying, that's not going to bring me down. I don't, I don't care Mm. what's happening right now. It's, I think that I just feel so, and again, back to gratitude that 
um, regardless of all the things happening, that there's still so much um, around Mm me. Uh, Things happen for a reason. And for all the little details in my life, I just believe that one thing can really change it all. And Mm. going left or right, go um, choosing to stop or choosing to go, um, everything, the person you talk to, I've just been very, very aware of this. And Mm. it's come from, again, at a a young age, being just thrown into, um, yeah, a lot of really uh, big, I suppose, life lessons at a young age, but also um, plenty of resources along the way. Mm. And I'm hearing that you really chose to lean into those resources as well. Absolutely. Right? 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think for a 12 year old to say, yes, I'm doing this like that, that really speaks to you. Well, I'm not going to say it was perfect. At 12, mm. I think I was just getting into it. And um, up until now, I didn't know what being receptive of um, abundance meant. Mm. I didn't know what, um, yeah, receiving more than I was giving opening up. That was a life lesson I needed to learn. Uh, what else? Not hating life and thinking Mm. that everything happens to me. Of course I had these. And sometimes, um, they still come up and you get all grumpy and then I get uh, cheeky again. I'm like, Oh, boo hoo. And just like life is this, that, and the other, but yeah, it's, it's all a cycle of course. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how are you able to choose and to, to notice when, you know, maybe some of those kind of negative thoughts come up or feeling like life is happening to me? How did you get to the point of being able to see it in a different way? And then how do you make that choice now when you notice that you're, you're maybe kind of falling into an old pattern? Fantastic question. <clears throat> I think self-awareness is a thing and I think that the more people you talk to the the more I reflect back in I think so usually um well up until now I didn't find myself very self-aware but I've had tools to practice it so I think um again podcasts and resources and people saying hey stop breathe think um Mm. using the breath to check in when I find myself um not understanding how I'm feeling. I think putting a name to it really helped. So when I'm feeling Eve and say, Hey, what's going on? And I'm like, am I okay? Do I need something? And I kind of just go through as if I was a parent and I'm parenting Mm. myself and I'm saying like, all is okay. I'm like, my emotions are valid. Um, It's okay that that person said that they're welcome to, um, but I don't have to accept it as truth. And a lot of it, again, are these just tools. And I think that in the moment, switching thoughts has become, again, a lot quicker and easier because, again, I've been working with you. I've been able to have those tools to notice what I'm noticing and continue to do it at a very um, fast pace now. When up until now, I found that I could ruminate over something for a day, two days, a week, a month. And I would just, I would ruminate over years. And then I realized, oh, well, when I realized that emotions get harbored in the body, 
it makes more sense for me to allow them to come up, i.e. crying. I cry a lot and it's fantastic for me. But um, then afterwards you fill it back up with fantastic things like, I ate a piece of cake today and it was delicious. And then you're just like, oh, why was I sad when there's so much uh, more to be joyful about? Mm, I love that, right? Like really leaning into the tools. And I, you know, I think that that's something that sometimes people, and certainly me at the beginning of my journey thought like, oh, I know this now I, I should know it all the time. Like, right. Like, it's just like, okay, like I'm done now. I'm good. But it's like, no, you got to keep practicing it. And so I love that you bring that up, that the, the rigor, and that's something that we talk about, right, is the rigor of the work, which is being consistent with it. And it's like going to the gym to build the muscle. It's the same with building those new thoughts, those new beliefs. And uh, also love how you share the, the honoring, the, the emotion, right, and, and allowing yourself to feel and express that and not pitch a tent there but to create space, right. As you feel the emotions and you cry and I'm, I'm a crier too. So hundred percent with that, you're actually creating space. And then in that space, you get to choose what to fill it with. Absolutely. My goodness. And that feeling of, um, it all, for me, it circles back to empowerment and the biggest thing that has served me so well is realizing that at every step of the way, I choose how I want to show up and I choose mm. what I want to take in. And there's been many, many years and many, many lessons of, I wish this person would change because then I would feel different about them mm. as opposed to saying, what is my perspective about how I'm viewing their action and not necessarily towards me, but in general. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that, boundaries fantastic thing to set <laughs> then I realized I lived a much happier life when I realized that I wouldn't expect someone to want to change me in order for them to want to hang out with me or talk mm. to me or do with the things so at the same level of respect I don't want to ask that of anyone else and it is it's I'm, again it seems easy saying this but there's a lot of mental rigor over and over and over again to say, yeah. I am worthy. I am valid. I am um, totally deserving of this, but also they're worthy. They're valid. They're deserving of that, regardless mm. of if it um, jives with you or not. Mm -hmm. So that almost that like non-attachment, right? Like you're solid mm. and complete in yourself and you're unattached to, and it doesn't mean you don't care but you're unattached to other people showing up in a certain way. You're, you're really, and that's the whole idea of my dead dragon where, you know, I think for a lot of people, we can have this pattern to give power to something outside of us and think that when that thing, that person, that job, that whatever, that prince or princess charming shows up, then I'll be happy. But to be able to say, no, wait a minute, I get to actually choose to be happy right here, right now. And I don't need to wait for anything outside of me to change. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you bring up the um, aspect of one, the care and two, the Prince Charming, because I think that again, up until now, I'll always use that. It's a fantastic tool up until now. It's a great tool. That, <laughs> ooh, I, saw, I was like, I saw you. It is. It's a fantastic tool. Um, the up until now tool is really serving me for the care because I think that 
again up until now oh look at you go look at you go one after the other after the other right you are on fire (laughs) it is um it is a fantastic tool but when I used to say that the more I care inside the more um I guess I guess the more powerful it feels or rather Mm. for a situation or yeah I think that one of course I'm still working through as well because in general, I find myself to be a very caring human being. Yeah. And as a, as a tool that I found actually that really serves me well for being able to honor situations while being non-attached to them at the same time as sending so much love to mm-hmm. not only myself for the other person, not only for the other person, but for myself is to like, is to have that care and realize that if something doesn't feel good in a situation, it's nice to be able to one, take a breath to um, understand where they're coming from, but also where I'm coming from and realizing that I only have a certain amount of energy. And mm. if all of that energy is being put towards someone who isn't able to, regardless of um, how much I want them to um, meet me halfway then I'm always going to give more and I'm always going to run out of energy in that person with that situation. Um, And it means that I can actually give my full self. And Mm. when I realize that the more I, because I do, I love giving. And I realized that I can give so much more when I give back to myself. And I said, whoa, mind blowing. Right. All I have to do is love myself more and give myself plenty of space and boundaries. And then I can live a more fulfilled life. I was like, say Cosa, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you realize that? How did you realize that? And how do you practice that? I'm going to say it, resources, podcasts, and other tools, but also yeah. um, a lot of reflection. Oh my gosh, I journal a ton. Mm. That is also something I found, again, that serves me well. So if anyone wants to take it, um, journaling, I found that, being able to word vomit on a page and sometimes just get it out, like Mm. feel the emotions, feel the intensity in the writing, get it scribbly sometimes, cry a lot, get angry and just put it on, put it out. And then afterwards, ah, again, take a breath. And when um, actually another podcast, expectation hangover um Mm. the rise higher podcast those two really were helpful ones for me because they brought on other people who would share situations that were very similar to something I was experiencing Mm. and having another person share their experience and say this is how I felt then Mm. I realized oh my gosh I was like the other person might be feeling the exact same as me and That means I don't need to worry or stress about how I show up because as long as I show up in the way that I want to be treated um, or rather, yeah, in that way, then things seem a lot more dandy. Mm -hmm. I love that. And and that's really, um, that's really kind of one of the, one of the kind of pivotal things in the work that we do is to be her now right so to show up as the woman show up as the man show up as the person who is already living the life that you want to live and is being treated the way that you want to be treated and as we start to show up as that person 
then our life literally rearranges itself around us. And, and all of those things start to kind of come in out of the blue. So how did you, I'm so curious because one of the things that I so appreciate about you, Nikita, is that you are, you are like fully in and you are experiencing just like phenomenal amounts of abundance in your life. And you are just like, you are making it welcome. So how do you do that? How do you do that? Wow. It is. That's yeah. It seems easy for me to welcome it now, but again, it's been a, a big thing for me because I used to not feel like my, the story I used to tell myself is that I wasn't deserving of things. I had to work hard for them Mm -hmm. in order to be deserving of those things. Um, And if someone handed me something, a compliment, a Mm -hmm. gift, Mm -hmm. um, anything, I feel inside or up until now, I felt (laughs) that, (laughs) thank you, um, I felt as though I owed them. Mm. And again, through this um, podcast and channeling back in that, just the very fact that we're alive. Yeah. It is, it's a blessing. My gosh, I'm so, like I said, I've experienced death at a very young age. So I realized that just the very fact of my existence of anyone's existence is deserving of a lot, mm-hmm. everything. And even if our circumstances don't reflect all the abundance that we want or desire. It doesn't mean it won't. Mm. But even then, even if we desire great riches and like fantastic jewels and rubies around me, um, will that make me happy? And so I think it again boils down to happiness and fulfillment Mm. and, and knowing that even if I only had a rag to call clothing and a box to call a home and maybe a little pet to call my only family regardless of that I still have life when others do not and Mm. knowing that as long as I'm oh I get emotional as long as I'm breathing yeah yeah, it's there's so much potential that Mm. oh yeah (laughs) it is because I've lost about four people in the past seven months. So it's been a whirlwind, but knowing that I'm here, it's, it's beautiful. Mm. So I think that being receptive of abundance means loving yourself completely. Mm. And how I began loving myself, because up until now, I felt as though I didn't. Yeah. But now I know wholeheartedly, I know what love feels like. And I know I love myself and I love people. And it started with one, I think, fake it till you make it. Yeah. I, I Sometimes, you know, when they say, hey, um, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And it would feel so up until now stupid. Yeah. But now I do it easily because what I'm learning about also psychology and how um, once we start training our brain, like we've been taught, um, once you keep repeating something over and over and over again, mm-hmm. your brain is so smart. Our brains are so smart. It looks for it. Yes. So if I say I love myself when maybe I don't know what that feels like in my body, eventually 
I know what love know I, I know what love feels like and then I'll be able to direct it back to myself yeah. and so if I say that I am abundant it comes back to myself and um yeah so if only if the only place to get started with wanting to receive more abundance maybe write it down and mm. tell it to yourself every single day and until eventually you'll wonder why you ever thought you couldn't have it because mm. a belief is just a thought that we think right yeah On repeat and so any belief we can install a new belief and it just that's that is the rigor right that is mm. really the rigor of the work is where you know maybe your conditions your circumstances when you look around at your life it doesn't look abundant and so there's this almost this part of you that feels like this is this is kind of hooey right and the rigor is to repattern and retrain your brain to see the abundance that's already there mm. and then as you start to see that and appreciate that you start to show up differently and then you literally become a magnet. Oh, absolutely. I feel like a magnet and I you know you are exactly a magnet. What... <laughs> <laughs> I, but I love seeing it for everyone else as well. And, um, I love that you mentioned that again, it's just, it's not a one and done. It's an all the time mm -hmm. and it's a repatterning. It's a training. It's lifting the heavy muscles. Yes. Um, like, that you know that our brains are like they say we only use a very small portion of our brain and I think that's a very limiting truth because I think that our brains are so much more um literally that so much more and mm -hmm. as long as we give ourselves the place and space to maybe like stretch a little bit <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then we are capable and can have so much more mm. so I love how you are, you are such a master at using the up until now tool. So I wonder if you could explain for the listeners what that is, when you use it, how you use it, and then maybe how it's impacted your life. Oh, that it's become a, an everyday thing. The up until now started with, um, again, this podcast, I've learned so much. I'm very, very grateful for uh, a lot of the tools and the up until now is basically again that repatterning that uh, of thought pattern so if there's something that feels for me I feel constriction in my body in my stomach so if there's something that um let's use an example well I've used a ton so we can go back but if I say like up until now um I thought that I wasn't beautiful but mm. now I know that I am. Mm -hmm. And, and that's basically it. It's taking something that you would love to change and finding a perspective that elates you. And mm. it can be anything. And I'd be like, up until now, I didn't have a dog. And now I'm surrounded by tiny fluffy puppies that I get <laughs> to cuddle and smush all day. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And the up until now, what, you know, our language is a reflection and it's a clue to our beliefs, our underlying beliefs. And so, so often we find ourselves caught in stories and, and telling, telling ourselves things and we don't even notice them, right? We don't even mm. notice them. So when we start to notice them, when we say up until now, it pauses the story. 
So instead of that story, just like running rampant and running in our subconscious and our subconscious mind is like, oh, like I'm so unlucky. Okay. Gotcha. I'm going to go find ways to be unlucky because you're giving me a direction. When we say I'm so lucky up until now, it pauses the direction. It pauses the story. And then we can insert And now I know that, you know, or now I believe, or now I'm choosing, or now I'm deciding. And that's where we start to install that new belief system, that new message to ourself. And you are masterful at it. Wow. Thank you so much. It is. Yeah. It's that repatterning. The really fun thing is I found that, um, well, being, uh, I, use, I was going to university in the beginning for sciences because I'm a very smart cookie and I thought that mm-hmm. I could do sciences. I still can, but I didn't want to. Right. And then I went in. <laughs> you mean you don't have in, to just do something because you're good at it? Wow. I know. <laughs> what Again, mind blowing. Right. It is um, amazing to find out that even when we think that um, we've made a mistake, quote unquote, it's all just feedback, but it also, every action step we take is moving us closer and closer to where we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that I had to go into sciences for a year and then nursing for a year and to find sociology where I stayed for another four years because it centered a lot around, um, like the micro, meso and macro, I aspect of people Mm -hmm. and interaction and I learned and really jived with identity Mm. and I found that once we know and again personal growth once we get curious and want to know more about ourselves what makes us tick um, what we like how do we interact what influences us I find that it really helps um, me understand again more self-awareness and that helps me again repattern a lot of the old ways of thinking into yeah. the woman I would love to be and know that I already am yes and that yes. so I think if people would love to um, be able to figure themselves out more, I, sometimes it's just a matter of going out into the world and interacting with another human being. And mm. other times it's um, asking people. Sometimes I'm like, hey, um, I've been thinking this way about a situation. How do you think I showed up? And they're like, oh, well, you look like this. You kind of acted like this. And I kind of compare, oh, well, I felt like this, mm. but I'm showing up in the world like this. And sometimes that can be scary to ask someone to be like, hey, what do you think? But being open to one um, criticism, critique and observations, again, was non-attachment because everyone has their own perspective. There's almost a billion of us. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. But being open to another person's idea is um, very worthwhile because, well, we, I think I know it all sometimes when really I don't, <laughs> but, but it doesn't hurt sometimes to ask another person. Yeah. So, so how do you feel about your life? How do I feel about my life? I love my life. Mm. I do every single day I wake up up and um well actually something I started to do now is uh I say wow it's a great day already and Mm. as soon as I wake up because 
I wake up at like 4am every single day. I'm awake before the birds. I'm awake before the sun. And the entire day just feels like it's for me. At least the morning does. I love that. Yeah. It's people are great. Life is great. Um, I think given the state of the world, everything, I think the only thing constant about life is just change. Mm -hmm. And I am so here for it when, again, up until now, I refuse to accept change. I was so rigid. I didn't want to, um, if I didn't have anything in my calendar to a T, then um, I would feel very anxious inside. Mm. Um, And I think it's also that relaxing and trusting in things and flexibility, knowing that as long as you're open to it, abundance comes or really anything comes when we're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so Nikita, as we bring this in for a close, if you could share, you know, one or two thoughts with, with people listening about maybe their journey, right? Their journey of maybe they've had some challenging circumstances or they're not quite sure where to start. <clears throat> If you had, or even like speaking to a younger version of you, what would you say? Ah, you're doing so great Mm. already. I think just the very fact that there is a desire and a moment in time where you want to know more about yourself or want to love yourself more or want to go out into the world. It's that want, it's that desire. And even if one day um, you end up going out into the world and saying, ah, it's too scary and come back into your home and wait a little while. And then maybe another day you're saying, maybe I could go outside again. I think it's just, again, honoring that part of you that wants more. Mm. And at every step of the way, you're doing great. And that no matter what you're doing, you're meant to be right where you are. And if you want more, you can take it. So I think with people just starting, it's, it's knowing that it's not going to be perfect. Because even now when I'm saying like, for the bubbly, cheery self that I am saying that everything is great and life is sunshine and rainbows, it can be. Um, and sometimes it's hard. Yeah. But I went years without journaling or listening to podcasts or talking to people or discovering myself. And I realized that when I jumped off that train of self-development, I noticed a shift in my life. Mm. And sometimes we need, like I said, we need that contrast. Like you say, we need that contrast. Life is full of it. Mm -hmm. So at every point, if there's discontent, know that probably the exact opposite of what you're feeling is an action step you can take to serve you better. And it doesn't have to be huge. It could be as simple as making yourself a cup of tea and saying, I'm so grateful for clean water and a tea bag. Mm. Mm, I love that. You're doing great. Exactly where you are is where you're meant to be. You got this. Mm. Thank you so much, Nikita. Always such a pleasure connecting with you and you truly are a light in the world. You are a light in the world. So I'm just, I'm grateful to have this time and this conversation with you. So happy to be here and thank you for creating an awesome space. One, to discover you and be able to learn 
more about um, just a collective group of like-minded thinkers and light bringers who just want to do some good on this planet. Um, we're all just changing the world in remarkable ways. And I'm really thankful to be able to make my own action step um, in favor of spreading a little more joy, but also being able to do it um, in a very co-creative manner with you. Mm, all the feelings all the feelings, all the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh well thank you and to my listeners thank you so much for tuning in know that I have so much love for you you're doing great you can do this you've got this and uh, if you have any questions or you'd love to hear specific topics reach out to me let me know until next time 